Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Turn One Scoop. Uh, today I am Girl One, and way over there we've got Boy. I, I guess also one. <laughs> Where Dude, are I was you, Boy? Like, my girl too in this scenario. <laughs> I was gonna say hello. I am girl, and we've got boy over there. But I don't know why I said one. Cause I'm like, wait, we're two uh, different genders. <laughs> well, I mean, it does work out because we are gonna be talking about numbers today. But That's let's true. let's finish the intro. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. <laughs> Papa, where are you at today, boy? <laughs> Yo, thank you for asking, Michelle. Today, I'm in a very crowded place. Where everybody's fucking belligerent, there's too many people here, and the longer we play, the more we descend into, like, just a writhing mass of, like, insane trash. I understand how this relates to what we're talking about. I have no idea what the land is. <laughs> Today, I am in the Hanweir Battlements. It is a uh, colorless land, um, tapped at Colosseum Manor Pool. It does a whole bunch of other shit about haste or whatever, but the um, important-ish part about it is that it melds into Hanweir, the writhing township. And do you know why this relates to our uh, episode today, Michelle? Uh, I do know why, because today we're talking about playing formats that are, I guess, catered to pods that are bigger than four. Because, uh, as you know, playing in a pod, just a regular pod that... that just has more than four people it's just it's a struggle okay it is it is it, a very big struggle it sucks your soul <laughs> if you are as popular and as uh personable a person as michelle is you have a million friends and a million pods to play in um and everybody wants your attention so um <laughs> please pablo all this misinformation <laughs> being spread <laughs> for the record they're um, your friends too okay <laughs> <laughs> well, all right so either way me and michelle uh we're very active in a bunch of pods and a bunch of stores sometimes that's good we just find games it's cool sometimes that means we play with more than the regular four person pod of commander and when that happens, a lot of the time, it turns exactly into Hanweir Battlements, where you try to stuff too many people together in one thing, and it just <sighs> turns into a shit show. Let's face it. Five is maybe the number where you can still tenably play EDH. Mm -hmm. After that, if you're doing a six-player pod of Commander... You might as well just kill yourself, okay? <laughs> Shoot yourself in the foot. Oh, God. But she ain't wrong. Where's the lie? I don't see a lie. Um, yeah. Uh, once you have six people, you turn from Hanweir Battlements into ha Hanweir the Writhing Township. There's just too many people. Some people are bored. Some people are just gnashing their teeth. Some people aren't even fucking playing the game anymore. They're off... On the uh, TV. Doing something Yeah, else. doing something. Playing Guilty Gear or something. <laughs> um, very fresh on our mind, this topic. This is yeah. true. <laughs> Which I guess we'll talk about at the end of the podcast, but do you want to just jump right on into Hell it? Hell yeah. Um, so, you found yourself with too many friends that you want to play Magic with and not enough strength of character to kick them out. So... <laughs> What can you do, Michelle? Alright, well, we've got a couple of different variants that you can play. If you've got, uh, I would say, around five or six people, yes. maybe you could push it with seven? Yes, like seven is <laughs> like... eight? No, no, no. At, at eight, Michelle, it's fine because you can split off into pods. Two pods. I mean, this is true. You could split off into two pods, but why would you? You want to play all together, okay? Nobody wants to do that, Michelle. <laughs> Who would want to do that? Who would want to hey, hey. mass all of these people together and force them to play in a format that's not meant... <laughs> Donovan! <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, it's fine. If you have eight people for, for whatever reason, you don't want to split up into two pods because you're a mad... Man. Yeah, you are. Uh, you are living in Innistrad, and Emrakul is just hanging out <laughs> above the clouds. You just 
madness and delirium all over the place. Well, maybe, maybe two-headed giant is good for you, okay? Yes. Because that way you can pair off in the two each, and then it'll be a proper pot with eight people. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll go back to being balanced. The turns will still be pretty fucking long, but, you know, at least, at least it'll be more manageable as, as far yeah. as turn phases are gonna go. <laughs> okay, so so essentially, two-headed giant is is a multiplayer format, right? And, and the chance that um, you might want to play a shorter game, even if you do have a pod, or if you have an obscene amount of people, and we're trying to make this pod a little smaller, it's where you team up with one other person, and you guys kind of join forces together to take out other teams. Mm-hmm. Together. Together. And not individually. It's, it's <laughs> not about winning the game, it's about the friend you were forced to be with along the way. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you can pick. Uh, who you're teaming up with, if your group is cool with that. Uh, other than that, I know that we we like to roll off. Yeah. Uh, that way we get random teammates. Yep, yep. Um, and that way we don't cheat or anything. <laughs> yeah, because some some decks will just uh, run better with each other, like um, partner commanders, for example. <laughs> <laughs> if you true, if you're the kind of uh, toxic people that like uh, suggest two-headed giant <laughs> and pull out your specially made two-headed giant deck with your partner, <laughs> but who would do that though, right, Michelle? Who would fucking do that? I mean, it doesn't sound like a terrible idea if, uh, if, if, if it's something it. that you're planned. Yeah, yeah, if it's something that's planned, that sounds like it'd actually be pretty fun. Yeah, but that's only if everybody does <laughs> it, though. <laughs> now, I won't say anything if, if you know, you do make a two-headed giant-specific deck and then you happen to get paired, because it's just, like, luck. Yeah, no. Hey, it's, it was meant to be. But uh, if you're doing, like... Um, partners that you picked don't don't pull out your partner decks come on be a little bit um conscientious <laughs> well uh with two-headed giant there's a couple of different rulings that that kind of go along with this that that aren't really the i guess the same as just regular edh mm-hmm. and what would they be michelle uh, see, here's the thing. I'm pulling up the two-headed giant page on Magic here, and it, the first thing that says here that each team shares, like, 30 life, but I feel like this is for regular Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, regular 60-card so, Yeah, magic. regular 60-card Magic. I know that when we do it, we do it at 60 for EDH. Yeah, yeah. Some other uh, playgroups mention... 50 life because sometimes mm-hmm. 60 is too much some some madmen out there actually just meld the uh, life totals together and do 80 uh <laughs> life 80 80 life two-headed giant that's for people who want to play magic for longer okay because yeah, they love yeah. magic <laughs> yeah that 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 kind of defeats the purpose of us uh trying to make a <laughs> very hard situation manageable all right this is true uh, what other uh, variants are there, Michelle? In terms of the life total thing, I think it just really depends on your playgroup. Uh, I don't think that this one is such a huge rule that it's like, oh, it has to be at like so-and-so life, right? And so if you want to do it at 50, cool. If you want to do it at 60, cool. If you wanted to do it at 80, I mean, no, cool, it's not I cool. guess. Oh, no, okay. it's not cool. Stop. Oh my god, stop. Why are you even trying to play Two-Headed Giant? You might as well play a seven-man pod. <laughs> At that no, point. no, no, I don't, no. Okay, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Because, well, this goes into our next rolling, right? And so each team takes their turn together, right? So they draw together, they attack together, they block together, whatever. They go through all the phases together, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're going through all the phases together at the same time, even if you have more life, I feel like it'll still go faster because then you won't be going like, oh, one by one by one by one by one. All right, fine. Fair, fair, fair. But okay. also, don't fucking do 80 life. Why would you do that? <laughs> All right, well, Pablo is very much against it, okay? So yeah. I, I guess I just don't do it, but whatever. And so, uh, as I was saying, right, so each team takes their, their turn together. And so you can kind of plan with your partner and be like, hey, we'll do this and this and this at the same time or whatever. That way you can kind of combo off or some something like that. But... Uh, because you guys are playing together at the same time rather than individually, that's what helps it kind of go a little faster. One thing to make sure to take note of when you're playing a two-headed giant, though, in teams, uh, you might be taking your phases together, but the speed of your spells is still the same. So 
when creatures come out, you guys, I mean, like, you can do it in any order you want, but it would have to be one creature, two creature, one, two creature, you know, like, like that. Or if you're playing something in sorcery speed, you also still have to, like, make sure the first sorcery resolves before you cast the next one, no matter which one of you guys are casting it. It's not like it's not on the stack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, you guys that also share the stack, which means you have to do it one by one. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Alright, now... It says here that the team that goes first skips their first draw step, but I imagine that's because uh, this is for, like, a, I guess, a 1v1 two-headed giant, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, one giant versus one giant situation. Yeah, and so if you're in a pod with more than, uh, I guess, two teams, then that rule doesn't really count. It's, like, multiplayer rules, so first team right. still gets to draw. Yep, 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 yep. Same rules there, so we're not going to spend too, too much time on that. Uh, and then, very important rule here, your teams share the same life total, right? And so you guys both start off with however much life you want, and so if, if another opposing team attacks either one of you guys, you guys will both lose that, that life. Which is the same for just about everything else that you do. Anything that affects, um, well not anything, but a lot of things that affect one player will affect both of you guys if it's sharing phases, um extra turn spells or lose triggers or win triggers stuff mm-hmm. like that uh, if it if it does something to one person's turn it'll do it for the both of you yeah uh, that being said teams don't share resources though and so oh, you guys don't important. share cards you guys don't share mana uh, and a good way to kind of tell this is you know uh, on the cards if there's kind of any reference to just the term you. That just means you, the individual player, not you as a team. Yeah, if you if it says something like take or whatever, it doesn't usually say you. Um, that mm-hmm. means so that like you're take free an extra turn. That would friend. like both of you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you means you, okay? <laughs> yeah, and so if your teammate is like mana screwed or something, and you just happen to be mana flooded, I, I guess sucks to be y'all because you can't share between your your sources. It's like, oh, I guess we're both just fucked here, okay? Yeah, uh, sorry, bro. I, I'm, like, over here flooding out, and you're over there screwed to the tits, but I have nothing you can do for each other. Mm-hmm. And now this next rule, I, I feel like, could be either or, right? And so you, teams can share information and strategize together, which is something that you can naturally do, but I know that we've done games where it's like, okay, we're teams, but we're going to do this weird house rule where we don't share any information, and we'll figure it out on the way. Yeah, that sounds stupid. I wonder how many times we did that variant. Like, once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I only mentioned it because we've totally done it once, okay? Yeah, yeah, never again. I wonder why. (laughs) I didn't didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was, like, an interesting way to play it. Because it's like, oh, oh, I don't know what Pablo's going to pull out. Or I don't know what, like, Megan or or Donovan or whatever is going to do. And hopefully we sync up. Otherwise, then... I don't know. I guess it is. There's actually there's actually another variant of that uh, sort of feels like a, a two-headed giant that's called Secret Partners where oh. as long as your uh, partner wins, like everybody has a different secret partner, but you're actively trying to make somebody else who doesn't know that they're your partner win, you also win. So um, oh. those are always pretty fun. A, a, a different-ish kind of two-headed giant because like Everybody still takes their turns individually, but two people will win at the same time. But that, that, that's, that's, that's for later. That's for later. What that else is really that really fun, actually. But, well, yeah, it, yeah. It is, <laughs> we'll leave it for later. We'll leave it for later. And so, yeah. So, you know, obviously, since you're in a team, take the, take the resources, look at each other's cards, see if you guys can kind of strategize and synergize together. Uh, or, or be madmen and not do any of these things and just play. <laughs> But uh, but at sorcery speed. <laughs> yeah, I mean yes, true. <laughs> and then of course, lastly, first mullies are free. So first mulligans are still free. Yeah. Uh, you if you need to, I guess, switch out your hand the first time, you still draw seven cards. And then everyone after that is one card fewer. So six, five, four, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few other things. I think. Well, actually, no. There's only one more thing about two-headed giant that has actually an official rule and a house oh, yeah. rule, and that's the uh, infect and poison counters ruling. Ah, uh, um, yes. Yeah. So, Michelle, uh, what what would the difference be between this uh, regular magic official two-headed giant and most uh, EDH house rules? 
Well, this actually goes into our next point anyway, right? And so we, yeah. we've kind of gone through the rules for Two-Headed Giant. Uh, and so well, we'll go through the, the ways how you can win Two-Headed Giant here. And so very first and obvious way to, to win or I guess lose is if you bring your opponents down to zero life or if, if you lose all your life, right? So obviously you guys lose there. Yeah. Um, if you're playing Commander um, Two-Headed Giant, I believe... It still is it still twenty one, Pablo? Yeah, twenty one for each uh, specific individual commander card. So you can't combine uh, commander damage. It, it, if, mm-hmm. if if it's Lady Zhurong dealing twenty one damage, it has to be her and not her buddy Crark or something. Yeah, and then of course there's infect, which Pablo was talking about, right? So normal infect if it's uh, just regular magic, uh, whether it be sixty card or just regular commander, is still ten. Mm-hmm. And you just die. Uh, however, <laughs> if... <laughs> yeah, I mean, very succinct. Yes, you just and, die. And just, you die, just die, fool. Die. <laughs> I mean, however, if you're playing two-headed giant, right, I believe that if it is a, like, a 60-card two-headed giant, right, yeah, regular then, two-headed then giant. regular two-headed giant, then the total is 15 instead mm-hmm. of 10. And if you're playing, I guess, EDH, then it is 20. Yeah, that is one of the more uh, flexible house rules. Because, like, I actually do think 15 Infect for for Commander Two-Headed Giant is actually pretty fair. Um, but some some um, <laughs> some playgroups are like, yes, this is our chance to finally put in 20 Infect like we always wanted. <laughs> uh, so I think it's more those people that are pushing this house rule for 20 uh, Infect. But like, they're it looks like they're winning because like whenever we um, pull up some of these variants, because most of them are house ruled anyway, th- the same number keeps popping up. It's 20 Infect, 20 Infect, 20 Infect. Uh, again, depends on y'all's meta or your um, general area but 15 to 20 in fact is is where most people land on yeah but again house rules right so yeah. uh whatever you guys decide uh it's 15 <laughs> it, it is what it is probably shouldn't go past 21 if it's uh i guess edh because then your commander can, can just do 21 anyway so yeah 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 all right and then of course uh if either of you mill out which means you're unable to draw a card from your deck, you, you lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, let's see, I think that's it in terms of win and lose conditions. Yeah, and of course, any win, we spoke about it earlier in the podcast, but any win condition that affects one person will affect both. Mm-hmm. Lose condition. Yeah. And then in terms of other things like combat and stuff, right? So you guys take combat together. Uh, you guys block together. If either one of you are attacked, like we said earlier, you guys both get attacked, so you can block for each other. Yep. Uh, there, there. So you do have to choose which player you're attacking, uh, but the other person can block for you. It just matters when you have attack triggers that say blah, 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 defending player. Uh, so mm-hmm. you have to make the specification of... This one of you two, specifically, am I going to mill out when I attack? Mm-hmm. And then other important things to note, right? So effects that read each opponent or each player affect people individually, right? And oh, so, that's a big one. That's a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> and so if if you have, for example, Cruel Celebrant out and um, one of your creatures dies, right? Um, instead of it doing just one damage to the team, it does two instead because there are two mm-hmm. players on that team. It makes uh, Grey Merchant of Asphodel uh, games very... That much very, that much stronger, okay? Because it's twice the amount of life, okay? Twice yeah. the amount of life. <laughs> and at that point, I guess I can sort of sympathize with the people who want 80 life uh, two-headed giant games, but kind of still not really. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm I'm still very okay with it, but you know what? It it's it's up to you guys, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, in terms of like you know uh, other formats of this, right? I don't really know too too much of this, but um, apparently in constructed it has like unified constructed rules, and so uh, I guess. Uh, across the two decks, only four copies of any non-basic land cards are allowed between the two players <laughs> and so you you would uh 
you would have to kind of figure that out amongst yourselves, I guess. <laughs> D- don't don't worry about. You know what? Don't don't worry about it. We're an EDH. We, this is true. We, We're an EDH. We never podcast. had to deal with it to begin with. This is this is true. I'm gonna state them anyway because it's like mm. this is all still part of Two Headed Giant, but not not as important as the other things. Okay. And so okay, in limited okay. Two Headed Giant games share card pool, right? So players pool their cards and they open and build decks together. Cool beans, whatever. Not EDH, but those not are EDH. those are other rules of <laughs> of Two Headed giant for other formats that don't really matter oh yes not that they don't matter actually uh but they just matter less (laughs) we're gonna pull an animal farm here okay man we know that y'all are out there we know that you guys matter but come on who who where does post malone hang his hat at the end of the day okay (laughs) in edh all right all right keep going michelle Oh, uh, that's all I've got for Two-Headed Giant. I, I quite like Two-Headed Giant. Uh, it makes me feel very nice to be playing with someone else instead of by myself. Takes a little bit of pressure off of my back. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. So, very much recommended if you have more than four four players. Well, you would have to have an even amount of players, so I guess six players. Yeah, yeah, six players. Um, you can't just really do it with seven, so that's off. Um, well, that's good. That was one of uh, our most clean solutions to having like monster pods Mm -hmm. um we can do you know what since we're giving the solution that we have for uh six and eight uh, people pods how about we go into another clean ish i say this with a with a grain of salt because it's sometimes it gets mucky uh clean ish Uh variant of big edh Actually, this is also a little bit like a two-headed giant too, because it it's meant for for normal magic that you can adapt into EDH, and it's called yeah. Emperor. Emperor. Okay, so Emperor is a format, a uh, casual multiplayer. Basically, uh, you are still in this weird situation where you're in a pod of six people. But maybe it just doesn't sit well with you that you're going to split off into three teams of two. Because, like, I guess technically that's still not really, really how Commander is uh, laid out. If, mm-hmm. if you are one of those people who'd rather um, play with everybody at the same time, uh, if there are eight people, then sure, split off into four teams of two uh, for, for that. But if it's at six and you still don't want to do that because EDH is meant for four... Uh, entities at a time. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. We have uh, this variant called Emperor. Very, very, very easy. You all sit on one side of the table. Two teams of three. Mm-hmm. The Emperor, whichever you pick among your three, is going to be sitting in the middle, or I guess anywhere really, as long as you designate who the Emperor is. But for the this sake of true. simplicity, the like middle seems <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it seems seems pretty good if you like sit in the middle, <laughs> and then. The other two people on either side of your emperor is, I mean, uh, uh, these are called a lot of different things for a lot of different people. The only reason why, uh, okay, so in the original emperor format, they're called generals. Obviously, there's a little bit of a conflict in EDH of calling the people on your side's generals instead of your uh, commander. But, um, you know, you can call them whatever the fuck you want, lieutenants, bodyguards, Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then those two lieutenants or knights or etc. etc. are the ones who are going to fight each other, the opposing players as knights, and pick off both of the other knights to get to the emperor. The turn order is still the basic magic turn order there's nothing too crazy going on uh like uh two-headed giant where everybody's playing the same time in this case it's uh let's see it's right general emperor left general and then the enemy teams is um, yeah so it's the one by one right yeah, each player plays as an individual so i guess that's the, <laughs> that's the easiest way. i'm sorry all that other shit that i said don't worry about it you each play as an individual that's 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 how it is <laughs> So, uh, you can look at each other's uh, hands, you can you know, discuss discuss strategy with your uh, team. In regular magic, you keep the regular life points too, so I'm assuming in EDH that y- you guys also keep uh, your regular life total, so 40-40-40 is still you know, 
pretty much mm-hmm. the same so, thing. So you're not really sharing a life total this time. Yeah, yeah. The, the one, the thing that you're really sharing. I mean, like you're kind of sharing, but the only life total that matters is your emperor's. As long as your emperor's alive, even if even if you're dead, then mm-hmm. then you win, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the players can only attack the enemy team that's seated right next to them. So. For most of your generals, that means the the general life that's right in front of them, because you know the other person that you're gonna be playing on your other side is 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 your emperor, so you're obviously not gonna be hitting them. Basically, it, you can look this up more if you'd like, but the 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 main point of emperor is the knights have to kill each other first before they mm-hmm. can do anything to the emperor's life total, and the emperor can do whatever the fuck he wants. Or she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now the emperors can't attack each other until um, either the knights are gone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it still shares that ability. Yeah. Basically, uh, this is a fun little format that takes almost all of the politics away from EDH, <laughs> uh, and it's just um, <laughs> trying to. It, it's 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 weird. It's something that you can do if you have six people. Like the the only reason why I'm bringing this up at all is because it fits perfectly with uh, six people pods. Um, so try it there. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna like it. I don't know if you're not gonna like it. But you know, it's it's it'll make your night go faster. the The point mm-hmm. of this episode is to make the night go faster. Okay. This is true. Uh, now, you mentioned that players can only attack, like, opponents that are seated immediately next to them. That being said, I think that when we played the one time that we did play Emperor, we were just kind of like, oh, we're just attack whichever knight willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to target one person down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why we kind of <laughs> um, screwed it up a little bit, because if that's the case, then, you know, uh, the knights would just focus down another knight and just, like, uh, you know, whoever's racing towards the weakest knight will win. Um, mm-hmm. the way that, uh, traditional emperor is, is laid out, and this is, by the way, DCI sanctioned, so, like, these are real rules that, that are codified in Magic the Gathering, like, if you want to, if you nice. want to play this properly, you can go ahead and look it up, and then you can just, just do it, the, do it how Wizards of the Coast has decided is balanced, which, which makes sense, because the way we were doing it was fucked up, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, it didn't make the game go go a lot faster. Oh yeah, well it did. Say. That was okay. So and if you want to go even faster, forget the whole I can only hit the other uh lieutenant in front of me thing. You, you just just attack anybody who isn't a general. It's fine. Just get just get it out of the way so you can get to game 2. Now, uh he, here's a question. Mm. If one team gets rid of like a general on the opposing team, right, and and the team that you're on still has both of its generals, can the emperor then attack the emperor uh, in front of them if their, I guess, general is gone, or can they still not attack since I guess the players on either side aren't an opponent? Um, I I th- I think the only people who can attack uh, or. I'm sorry. What was the question? I I don't think so. I think that the I I think that the only players you can attack are literally the player either before you in turn order or the person next to you in turn order. It's not like the okay. king can just like start like fucking each other willy nilly. Oh, okay. So yeah. so if if you're on the side where you have both generals, then and then the opposing team is missing a general, uh, then I guess the emperor. I guess you still can't attack. Right. Well, the the emperor that's in the team that has both their generals can't do anything or to the to the opposing emperor. Um, mm-hmm. But that opposing emperor can now start doing things to the other knight because you know now that everything's moved up, they have to be able to defend themselves, etc. Okay, and then I guess the knight that is next to the opposing emperor can can also just do shit to them. Mm-hmm, yeah, because, like, hey, you lost your bodyguard. Um, they were there for a reason, so good luck. <laughs> okay, all right. That makes sense. You know, we should play emperor sometime again. Yeah, I think that... With proper rules. <laughs> yeah, because um, 
uh, listeners, uh, for whatever reason, we just keep ending up in these weird six-person pods. It just it just shakes out that way. We <laughs> we never really try to balance it, so Emperor seems like a good one. I don't like it so much because it really does take a lot of politics out of EDH, and a lot of the politics-based decks... I mean, not that they're, they should be relying on politics exclusively get completely hosed, but it does take a deck archetype out of EDH, so just be aware of that whenever you're playing Emperor. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, but again, there's lots of different varieties. If not Emperor, then there's Two-Headed Giant. Or you can do one of these other formats that we're about to talk about, and I think it's Michelle's turn. What else can they play other than Emperor and Two-Headed Giant, Michelle? Star. Star. Or pentagram or five point. Oh man. Oh baby. Yes. Star. <laughs> now star is typically played with five people. Yeah, and and you should really only play with five people. It gets too confusing if you have more than that. It does. Uh, with star, it, it's typically a five person uh, format, right? And so you guys are kind of sitting in a circle or whatever. And the goal is to try to take out the two people that are directly in front of you. So you're at one point of the star. You're trying to take out the two people that are um, at the other two points. Yeah, basically anybody who is not sitting next to you. People who are sitting next to you, buddies. People who are looking at you with their eyeballs, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you take out um, the two people in front of you, you essentially win the game. Now, this, this format does still allow for politics, yep. uh, at least with the two people next to you. Yep. <laughs> now, you, you have uh, your two allies there, right? But uh, eventually, you, you can only pick one of the allies because, you know, while your allies each share one opponent, right? Yeah, but they share one enemy with you. They also have an ally that is your enemy. Yeah, and so eventually it comes to the point where you might have killed off one of your opponents, and you, you only need to kill off the other to win, but the... Um, one of your allies that that you know the other dead opponent they don't give a shit about right it's like oh no uh my friend that's next to me is about to win and i can't let that happen so then they just become your enemy mm -hmm. yeah uh, i like star because unlike the rest of these games it is purely political like this is true <laughs> i know some people might not like that um and and that's fine, then go ahead, play Two-Headed Giant, play Emperor, play any of these other variants that we were talking about. But if you love EDH for the pure interaction that you have with people, Star is, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I cannot recommend Star highly enough. Yeah, Star is great. You're, you're still essentially playing regular magic, because you're doing, you know, you're taking all your turns individually, so you're doing whatever it is that you, you gotta do, and you're yep. still taking down people. But it yeah. still goes by faster, because you only need to take down two people. Dude. And you don't even have to take them down yourselves. If they happen to die in another way, uh, then hey, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's work for you, man. Yeah, exactly. It, it serves every purpose that making a game go faster uh, wants. It's also serving one of the highlights of EDH, which is, again, you know, player interaction and socialization. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't change any rules, like, at all of play. Like Michelle, like Michelle was talking about, nothing, absolutely nothing changes. Play the same way that you want. You just have to work less. I, I don't understand why more people don't play Star if they have five-person pods. I just, I just really don't. Yeah, no, Star, I quite like Star as well. Uh, and we do play it more often than some of our other, um, some of the other formats or variants that we're, we've been yeah, talking about yeah, today. Yeah, true, true, true. Star is also a format where allied victories are, are totally a thing, right? And mm. so if, if you've taken out one of your opponents and then maybe you, you want to do an allied victory, right, where you and your your buddy right next to you both win at the same time you can help them take out one of their al or one of their opponents that that isn't really directly like related to you and then if you guys both take out the um the last opponent that you both share you guys just both win yep and that's that's it that's super awesome <laughs> that does mean that you're completely screwing over your other ally if they're still alive but who cares i mean like look by by the end of it anyway uh, you 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 have to just pick one ally. You can't like yeah. 
rely on both of your allies forever, you know? It's like eventually you kill off one one uh, of your opponents, one ally is going to just get get more fucked anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's great because it has all of the drama that you expect from EDH. <laughs> There's all of these early turn deals, all of these early turn alliances. It's actually pretty nice that you know exactly like how to deal with your alliances. And there's mm-hmm. that sudden and inevitable, well, not really sudden, because sometimes you can see it coming, but there is that point where you have to immediately consider, it's time for me to backstab one of these people. <laughs> and you don't have to be as mean about it or anything. Like, it's just, it just, it. you will have to come to the decision point, if you're about to win, of, man, I need to socialize with just one of these people because I need to make a decision. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's or, great. Or you can just it's fuck great. both of them. But oh, yeah. Know, or you could just or. completely screw over everybody and just take the W for yourself. There's always that. But that's an option, though. It's great because you have that op- option. You have the option of being just a selfish asshole and just win it all yourself. <laughs> you can pick a friend to do it for. It's, it's, it's just great. Star great. Star is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I also quite like Star. And uh, you know what? Maybe next time we get together uh, as a group again, we should we should do Star. Yeah, yeah. Star is great. Yeah. And we would usually play Star. It's just, for again, for whatever reason, in a lot of our pods, we just have that sixth person. We just, I don't know what to do with that sixth person. So we... Oh, yes, that's right. Okay, so I was talking about this at the beginning of the Star segment here. Yeah. But uh, for whatever reason, if you have more than five people... Uh, and just a weird number of players, like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that you can do instead is maybe instead of um, targeting the players that are directly in front of you, maybe you just try to kill off the two players that are next to you. Oh, yeah. That is... So this is something completely different. This is a Michelle Der <laughs> Dragon Highlander. <laughs> wow, whatever, Bob. <laughs> this is this is called Michelder Highland Dragon. No, stop. That's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> Michelder Dragon Highlander. That's M A M M D H. This is what it is. God. Okay. Well, this is just this is a homebrew thing entirely, mm-hmm. but it's essentially like Star. Yeah. Uh, but if you have a weird number of people, you don't have to worry about oh who's in front of me. I don't know. Just it's just the two people next to you that are your enemies that you have to kill off. And so essentially, we haven't tested this. This might not be very balanced at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it will always serve the purpose. I mean, even if everybody hates this, the point is this will make a game go faster than 1v1v1v1v1v1v1. And that's all that we're trying to do here, man. It's not about liking this format or disliking this format. It's making the game go faster and not hating each other at the end of the day. <laughs> this is this is true. Uh, and so, you know what? If any of... Any of our twenty listeners who who listen to this podcast ever try this format out, maybe yeah, maybe hit us up or something. Yeah, tell us tell us <laughs> we, how it went. We have Twitter, we have email. Just it's 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 uh, Twitter, Gmail. I mean, Instagram, yeah. Reddit, whatever. We have we have all these things. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah, tell, tell us, tell how, us how you feel about it, how it worked out. Maybe yeah. it, it's totally unbalanced and super unplayable. Who fucking knows? But you know what. <laughs> It is what it is, okay? I am I am here and ready and waiting for f- feedback for Michelle Der Dragon Highlander. <laughs> oh god, like I'm not a game developer by any means. This could be very bad, but it's okay. It serves the purpose to to make games go by faster. Now, according to the MTG wiki here, there's a bunch of variants for Star. Oh yeah, like based on color and stuff. Yeah, and like, this all seems very complicated, and we don't, we don't, we don't do all these variants. But for the sake of this podcast, we should probably go through them here. Sure. All right. So there, there's all that stuff we were talking about, and that's just regular star with, with you know, it's just five people. But on the off chance you guys want to be extra for whatever reason, you can play allied color star, <laughs> which is really. I guess color dependent, so it's kind of restrictive here. So the idea is that each one of you plays a deck with with an allied color combination. So like Azorius or like Demir, Rakdos, uh, Gruul or Selesnya or whatever, right? And then you guys are just kind of seated pretty similarly, just in a circle. But the idea is that you as a player have to get rid of the uh, players with your enemy colors. 
By the way, guys, you don't have to restrict yourself to the colors at all. Just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is just some weird variant, right? Yeah. Well, we're just going to talk about it just because it's like, it, it, it's still Star, and we're talking about Star, but this is like, I don't know, if you wanted to be extra or whatever, you could do that. Now, uh, there's also Double Star, <laughs> which is which is oh wild, because Double Star is a 10-player a, a game of Star. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, <laughs> go on, Michelle. But no, <laughs> it'll still be faster than playing a one v 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 one. Okay. But <laughs> essentially, essentially, you you've got um, five five decks that are each of the the colors, right? So white, blue, um, black, red, green, whatever. You've got a deck that's monocolor. And then, you, and then you combine allied color stars. So you, you, um, ten, five other players also have have um, dual colored decks. That's like Azorius and all all that other shit, right? And you place those players in between the two like corresponding colors. And then the idea is that you have to take out the five players in front of you guys, in front of in front of yourself. And so it's like star, but you have to take out five people. I'm sorry. Theoretically, you you could do this without. Uh, the color, all this color shit, you know, it is it is here on the wiki. Yeah, so you, no, Michelle's doing it for completion, it. but, like, I have never seen a, a star game in... The, I mean, I know they put the whole color stuff there, but, like, I've never seen anybody, like, take that into account. Um, that's just yeah. for completion's sake. Yeah, it, it just seems very, uh, very situational. What are the chances that you're in a five-person pod and, and each one of you guys ha- has... A, a mono deck? A mono deck or an allied color deck, right? Yeah. And so, if you do want to do star with ten players, it's the same ruling. You just have to take out the five people in front of you instead. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> I keep hearing these numbers and it hurts. <laughs> I know exactly but- why Michelle is so stuck on this. By the way. Oh, why? Because it's ten, and that's her favorite number in EDH. What that? Why? Why is that my? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but why? <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, uh, ten uh, is Michelle's favorite number because of Manchester Sphinx. It's not. It's not actually. It's just a joke. But also, yeah. don't do this. I'm sorry, but just don't do this. I don't. I'm. I. We. We talked about it because it's. It's. It's on the. It's on the uh, star page. Don't do this. Or do this if you're a mad lad. Okay. Uh, I guess. I guess. Look. You know what? If you do this. I'm sure that the ten of you started off as friends at the beginning of the game. You won't have you won't have ten friends at the end of this game, alright. Alright, now we've talked about the win cons, you know, just defeat the two people that are in front of you, cool beans, right? Uh, now with Star you can still totally attack your allies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so with you know, with, with two headed giant uh, or Emperor or whatever, you have your allies, you can't really attack them. With Star, you totally, totally can, because eventually you can just backstab them, right? And so if you find that, oh, your your ally who is next to you is about to win and kill off their second opponent or whatever, maybe you're just like, no, I want to win, and then you just start attacking your, your former ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why um, Star is so great, because, it, again, it for real does nothing to change the rules of magic except for the one single thing about the win condition like you can still totally attack anybody that you want etc like you can you can backstab like you wouldn't edh as long as you you don't break any deals um star is perfect as long as it's not 10 people god damn oh god damn 10 people i can't get off of that what the hell 10 fucking people no i can't i can't do it i can't do it i can't even think about it no stop 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 stop, stop. well if you're playing with pablo don't don't do more than eight. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's okay, Pablo. <sighs> okay. Cool. Nice. I had a point, but I totally forgot what it was going to say. Uh, it was something about Star. I don't know. We, we should probably Whatever. move on it, though. Well, we're moving on. Yeah. We're moving on. All right, guys. All right. Now, that's all done um we do have one uh last variant to speak about and this is for whatever reason just one of the most popular variants of edh out there i don't know why oh. you can go to any 
well, Friday Night Magic pre-COVID times. I love, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, exceptions to this, but yeah, you could basically walk into any EDH, uh, not EDH. <laughs> that's how popular it is in Magic: The Gathering now, I guess. Uh, you can walk into any uh, card store um, on a Friday night, and you'll basically see this in that store. You'll see a bunch of people playing cube. You'll see a bunch of people playing the standard tournament for the night because most uh, Friday night Magic tournaments either have a draft or a standard tournament going on locally. Um, so I guess uh, standard or draft. You'll see, like, again, a bunch of EDH players all around. Did I already say cube, Michelle? Yes. Okay, so you have the one uh, weird uh, group of people that's playing their special cube. And you'll also find this one group of people that look like they're playing EDH. They're talking like they're playing EDH. But also they're putting words mm. out like knights and kings and bandits and and it's it's basically like are they are they playing magic or are they LARPing? This sounds like a good time. Uh <laughs> That is a Kingdoms. That is the Kingdoms EDH variant. And I'll explain to it I'll explain it now. It's it, strap in. Okay. It's it's a lot yeah, of things. It's a lot of things. Um Usually five to six players, which again is uh, the reason why we made this podcast. This podcast episode, uh, you have a bloated EDH group. Maybe suggest this: you randomly assign uh, roles to the people in the pod. Usually, this is done by uh, just taking land cards and then assigning them with names. So you know, when they pull that land card, they're gonna be the role. Uh, the roles are king, knight. Bandit, Assassin, and if you have one extra player, Usurper. Mm. So basically, you don't reveal which role you have until the end of the game and uh, whoever meets their win condition like starts. It's a little bit like Among Us, so I can see the appeal of it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. Werewolf, you know, but with um, magic. It's usually going to be one king, uh, one knight, two bandits, one assassin, and again, if you're playing with that sixth player, one usurper. Honestly, I'm just going to read this. The planes is the king. Uh, The king starts with 50 Mm -hmm. life and goes first, and the goal of the king is pretty simple. Just just don't lose. (laughs) Just just don't lose. You're the last man standing. Um, The next is the knight. Uh, the goal of the knight is to protect the king, and if the king and the knight are the last two people there, they both win. Um, allied victory, yeah, Ooh, very good for the victory. knight. Um, this has a catch-up, or at least a nice little mechanic where um, whenever the king, whoever, <laughs> whoever the king is and starts taking damage but goes past the amount of damage that normally is, they realize, oh, snap, you're the king. I will now absolutely... <laughs> Stand in front of you forever, <laughs> which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a little bit of a nice little politics there. Um, the bandit is for the mountains. Um, the goal of the bandit is to kill the king. That's it. All they have to do is figure out who is the king. And then the, kill him. It's, it's kind of yeah. Who knows? Um, this is nice because again, if you ever keep killing somebody and then see that somebody is going past the normal starting life total then you know obviously like oh okay that 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 dude That's that guy kid. kill him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh the nice thing about the bandits is since there's two of you as this is also a sort of allied victory as long as as long as one of the bandits is still alive when the king gets uh toasted uh, the bandits they both win. win yeah yeah and now the assassin is really rough. I think you kind of need to have tooled your deck yeah. for this. Yeah, and, and this is a swamp associated with yeah, the swamp. Yeah, this is the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal of the assassin is to kill everybody. You are the imposter in Amogus. Uh, I know that by the time this comes out, like Among Us is actually like on the downtrend, and kids aren't really playing it anymore yeah. now that they can like see each other again. But the assassin just has to kill everybody. That... A little rough. That is hard. A little rough. Uh, if you're playing in a game of five or six people, it's like, all right. Yeah. Uh, what usually happens with the assassin is if you... I mean, you, you also, like, lie and pretend you're not the assassin, etc., etc., or, like, you can say the night, oh, no, I'm the king, or whatever. 
most of the time you can also make deals with the other bandits to kill off the king of the night or you can make a deal with the king of the night to kill off the bandits and then just hope that your deck is good enough to fucking deal with whoever's left uh-huh. rough roll rough roll but somebody's gotta do it right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and the last one is the usurper which is the island um all you have to do is kill the king um and that's it well it see it seems here that like okay so you you have to deliver the killing blow to the king uh, uh-huh. and then if that happens the king and the usurper switch places and so I guess the usurper then becomes the king uh, and so your life goes up to 50 and then the previous king is now the usurper but at one life I see and oh snap and now the knight has to protect the new king I see. Okay, guys. I'm going to leave this in to show that I am very much an EDH player and not like some all-knowing wizard or whatever. Uh, I'm very wrong. There is no politics uh, between the knights and the bandits uh, because apparently the king just has to reveal himself at the very beginning ah, of the game. Ah, yes. Like, has to show the card and everything. <laughs> so the, everybody knows who the fucking king is, all right? Okay, so, so the they, king, the king they, starts... Okay, and the king goes first, too, it seems like. Yeah, like so. Th- there is a mechanic, like specifically, that makes you know who the person uh, that is the king is. Okay. Um, Interesting. This is Kingdom. It does look fun. It does. You know what? You're not wrong. We've never played this um, variant before, uh, and I would be very interested in playing this variant. It seems like a weird mix of like werewolf, uh, uh, Among Us, all those kind of games, but in Magic. The only thing I will have to say about this, though, is you have to be in the mood for this. Yeah. This, is, this is very nice, but this is a lot more politicking than usual. This is a lot more interaction. This is a lot more just... You might end up making the game go way longer that, than just uh, the other variants. That's true. That's true. Especially if... Uh, it seems like... I'm, look, I'm still looking at Usurper here, so I was like, how does Usurper... Oh, I, I guess... I guess it's just one of these things that if you're the usurper, you you try to become the king, and then you win via the king. Yeah, uh, so basically, I think the cat, the whole entire thing about the usurper is it's kind of sort of easy to become the next king, and it's very easy for uh, the old king to die as the usurper, because... Uh, just because you are the new sur- new usurper, there's nothing about the mechanics that protects you from dying outright to, like, anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you if you're the usurper, you kill the king, you you kill the new usurper. I would assume that's that's basically what that play pattern would be yeah. like. Probably. that makes sense. Well, this seems like a really fun, um, you know, fun type of variant that I'd be interested in playing. Yeah, at least once. Try it out once. It, it this very much again is dependent on your play group. Um, some personalities will absolutely clash with this variant, but. Thankfully, since this is very werewolf, mafia, Among Us styled, the thing is, Magic is is very much a, a card game slash board game mindset, because it is. And most of the people that play those types of board games absolutely love werewolf and Among Us, etc. So a lot of people will like uh, Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at all this, and it's like, it still seems that the assassins are just in for a rough game, or at least a very politicky game, more so than the other roles here. Yeah. Um, again, uh, here's, here is the rub for Mm -hmm. kingdoms. Mm -hmm. Now that I know exactly what's happening, it's a little bit more, uh, uh, logical why these games last. I go to, back, back, uh, when I saw Kingdom Games, when there were enough people to play them, I go to my local card shop at whatever time I get off of work or when I was younger, whenever I got off of school, and usually that's around 4 or 5 o'clock. They're, they're setting up, and when I get kicked out of the card shop at midnight, they are still playing. Kingdoms hmm. may completely defeat the purpose of shortening your EDH game, but 
it's okay if you're having fun, right? Because that, that's true. Time flies when you're having fun, whether it's like Einstein's relativity or whether it's actual time time. The point of this episode was to make it so that you are not getting bored or resentful or just not having fun with giant games. Mm-hmm. And that is always something you have to worry about when you're playing very, very big games. People will lose interest. People will just not be there. People will be making mistakes. Yeah. EDH was meant for four people. Yeah, and so, again, if you're playing with a bigger group, here you go, guys. You've got four variants to play with. Five with oh, yes. uh, Michelle Dur- <laughs> Dragon Highlander. <laughs> this is not a real format, okay? But if you want... <laughs> If you wanted to do it, then do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, 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 we're, we're not really like saying anything about it. Michelle Dur- Dragon Highlander Jesus is just Christ, a weird name. star. It's, it's just a weird star. It's just a weird star. It actually still is just star. So these four formats that we just gave you, um, speed up your game or have more fun from your game. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you are loving magic and getting the most out of it when you do. Yes, that that's the most important thing because you don't want to come out of a game feeling not sugoi desu oh dude yeah like then you'll just be a bubble butt with diarrhea (laughs) well this this was a this was a very like streamlined episode pablo yeah no because we our other episodes we were we're kind of um um we we don't have our goals aligned our goals are very laser focused on this one michelle because i okay listeners just a, we're at the end of the episode we've talked about what we need to talk about now uh-huh. we're just talking about our week in magic uh-huh. we were in a game yesterday with six people uh, yeah uh, yeah um we love our friends we love edh adding more people than four just really tanks what you can get out of this game yeah. every time you do it. It, it got to the point where after a while, right, like each round would take like 20 minutes. So so you would do your turn, whatever, right, and it would be like another 20 minutes before your turn comes along and it's like, all right, I'm just going to sit here or I'm going to do do whatever, whatever, or I'm just going to remove myself well, no, from this you... table and go play Guilty Gear. <laughs> yeah, because that just came out. <laughs> and that's why, like, we were very... <laughs> very very laser focused about it um it's also just so much more draining than than regular magic it's like mm-hmm. usually i'm up to play what two games typically of just regular magic but after the first one it's like oh i'll go for a second one maybe it'll be nah dude about three turns in i was like Ugh, yeah i'm done the, yeah the the another thing about this is it kind of, I'm not going to say it like completely cheapens your win because it is still a feat to to beat five other people or six other people. But the randomness factor goes up a lot more. And when you win, it's kind of like, but did you really win? Or were people just like completely bogged down by the by the uh, the amount of time it took to get to this point that they kind of just let you in? Or was there just a random effect that sort of took care of other people and mm-hmm. you just kind of were the assassin and just took took advantage of it it's like the balance is so completely thrown off that it's 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 hard to gauge if anything at all happened and when that happens you just feel like you wasted so much time yeah and, and you know if, if i guess if you're fucking crazy and you're into that then then yay yeah <laughs> but good uh, for you it, you know typically it, it's just not not a fun time, you know. Yeah. Uh, wow, this is one of our most downer episodes to date. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the but the fact of the matter is, this is something that like people have to realize. EDH is touted as this social game where everybody plays and everybody's welcome and everybody's having fun. It's not cutthroat like uh, you know modern or standard. It's not like. D- down to the finest play details like draft like it's like everybody can play in edh yes but we have an, a room occupancy limit <laughs> well you know. it's okay because i'm sure that we'll end up playing six player pods again in the future <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> like Ugh. most everything else in life, it's okay to make it known to say no. It's very okay to let people know, I don't like this. I know that this isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't do this. That is what um, EDH is passed for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, th- this could this won't be the case for everybody. This will be the case for most people. Like, I know that's a very big statement to say, but it will be. Even just that fifth person will drag your game down. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry if I'm offending some people who are out there that are, like, the biggest Care Bear hugathoners out there. Like, no, no, EDH is for everyone. Everyone, blah, blah, blah. Every, it's for fun, blah, 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 blah. You're wrong, fucker. You are wrong. <laughs> Ooh, big don't, opinions, strong don't opinions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but also it's the same as, like, me drinking this poison won't kill me. You know, that's that's kind of thing it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, you know, like, I like being jokey negative. I don't like being re- real negative, but this is one of those hard facts of life that you just have to deal with. Yeah, but it, it it's it's fine. Uh, yeah. Play now Because you're now equipped with, with ways to go around yeah. it. Because you know, if, if you have to deal <laughs> with a situation, now you have the mentality of going like, all right, I just need to have way more patience and way more fortitude to just get through this. And, I, you know, you have that mindset, you'll get through it and you'll still have fun. Or you can try out any of these nice variants and, like, eke out more fun from the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was a lovely <laughs> a, lo- a lovely end segment. I, I guess, Pablo, did you do anything else outside of magic this week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... I <laughs> Um, I don't know, uh. <laughs> man. I that I did go visit that new pod that we were talking about. Um, oh yes, how was it? Oh wait, you know what we did do, Pablo? We did go to that new pod together. Yes, we, we played magic. Okay, we did totally do something. What the fuck are still, you talking about? Really you were there, there Michelle. There. <laughs> you were there. It's like, oh wow, how did that go, Pablo? I don't know, Michelle. How did it go? You <laughs> were right. also there. That's right, that's right. So so Pablo and I went to go play with a new pod. Uh, I, I guess for the giggles, because this wasn't really planned or anything. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we had mentioned this this last week. Yes, uh, we did, we did. About Pablo meeting, or I guess, yeah, I guess meeting some new EDH magic people through work. And, and we were like, Pablo, you should go, you should go wreck them. You should go hard on them because they said to bring your strongest deck, and so I'm like, you, you should totally bring your strongest deck and just destroy these guys. Not that you brought your strongest I mean, deck, but you still destroyed these guys anyway. No, I did bring my strongest deck. I did, did bring you? my strongest deck. I just didn't like bring it out because the the Solvala CEDH deck. I mean, you're not gonna pull that if nobody else is playing CEDH. That's true. Um, but uh, I mean, they did say strongest deck. Okay, uh, I'm being toxic. Don't listen to me. But either way. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what was up with this pod, or maybe it's just my friends, but basically I told a bunch of people, like, hey, I'm going to be visiting this new pod, what should I do? Everybody in my friend group who knows me, or knew this other friend group, was basically like, fucking wreck them, Pablo, fucking wreck them, Pablo, fucking wreck them, Pablo, and this is from just, like, the people that knew them better than they knew me, by the way, so I don't know, maybe it it was the the people in that pod itself, but, like, they were just, like, teach them how to lose gracefully, Pablo, and I'm like, maybe it's I'm sure this is just, this is just a joke. Maybe, look, 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 I'm sure they know that you're a very strong magic player, okay? And and they see this power and they're like, oh yes, use it. Well, for me personally, I, I'm not uh, yet close with these guys. I've just met them once this week, and so, so when I heard about right this, oh yeah. So when I heard about this situation, it's like they're not really my friends, but Pablo is my friend, <laughs> and he's in my friend group. Nope. Uh, oh, not, nothing against you guys, okay? If you guys are listening to this podcast, you guys are great. I, I would love to play Magic again, but before I met you guys, it was like, I don't really know these guys. I only know, like, one of these people, and they're cool, but they don't play Magic, right? And so I'm like, yo, Pablo, you're my friend, and you're in my friend group, and so as the representative of, of, of you know, my people, fuck them up, okay? <laughs> I don't know why all of our friend group uh, 
was just w- wanting to to destroy this other okay, pod. You know why it, it I be... wanted you to destroy this pod, but whatever. <laughs> no, no, but more than one person said, uh, I like, know, hey, destroy yeah. this other pod. So yeah. it might be t- a tribalism thing yeah. or going on. It was basically like, yo, Pablo, you are our best representative. Just beat the shit out of this other group. And I'm like, I, I guess, dude. Um, and it happened. I, 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 I won three games out of three. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Well, that was a lovely lovely week i guess uh yeah. it was just yeah. tiring it was just tiring a lot of situations happened and <laughs> i just want to have the end music put right here yay <laughs> big thanks again to uh kevin mcleod mcleod for uh the intro and outro music and i licensed other creative commons uh, check us out on Twitter at the Turn One Scoop, and um, it's the Turn One Scoop also on Instagram, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's it for me. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, and I hope that you will get more fun out of your bloated podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, folks. <laughs>